Welcome to a new episode of No Second Class Citizens. A few weeks ago, I interviewed Paulina Yasihi, who is the president of the Association of Pension Funds of Chile, which is similar to ASFA here in Australia, the Associations of Super Funds. The interview was in Spanish, but I would like to translate the most important parts of our conversation for our English-speaking audience. Given the importance of the topics and given that uh, this is something relevant in, I believe, every country of the world. With Paulina, we discussed the importance of pension funds, particularly regarding women's financial independence. And we also addressed the pension gap between men and women, exploring potential solutions to reduce this disparity, which unfortunately persists in nearly all countries worldwide, including Australia. Paulina also shared with us her professional journey navigating a predominantly male work environment in the world of investments, where she has worked for approximately 20 years. And adding a little bit more about our guest, Paulina has served as chief economist, investment manager and research manager at significant financial institutions in Chile. She's also a university professor and a columnist for two of the most well-known newspapers in Chile. And prior to her current role as president of the Association of Pension Funds, she was the first female director of the Electronic Stock Exchange and served as the manager of the Financial Markets Division at the Central Bank of Chile. In 2018, Paulina was recognized as one of the most influential women in Chile. And last, but definitely not least, Paulina is a mother of three kids. And I started the conversation by asking Paulina about her background and how she became an influential leader in the field of investments. Sí, yo, a ver, más que las inversiones, eh, a mí lo que me pareció muy interesante desde chica era la economía. Y siempre quise ser economista. Paulina told me that she comes from a family of doctors, but she chose a different path. Economics has always fascinated her since she was very young. So that's what she studied at university. However, the world of investments came later. After graduating, she moved to New York for personal reasons, initially seeking a job as a macroeconomist. Eventually, she found herself drawn into the field of investments, realizing its strong connection to economics. With Paulina, we also discussed about some recent improvements that she's been noticing in the companies where she had been working in terms of gender equality. And I took the opportunity to share with her something that pleasantly surprised me when I started working here in Australia. I'm talking about male colleagues openly discussing their family commitments at work. For instance, if my male colleagues need to leave early for the children's doctor appointments, they stated openly. What's even more pleasingly surprising is that such behaviors are encouraged. And coming from a country where men traditionally didn't participate much in family obligations, this was a significant revelation for me. 
Since I left Chile in 2014, I asked Paulina if she has observed any improvements in this regard. Así que ya deje de ser un tema específico de las mujeres. Sí. Mira, me encanta esta pregunta. Me encanta porque visibiliza algo que no se ha visibilizado lo suficiente. Her response was positive, noting that gradually, even in a predominantly macho culture like the Chilean one, men are beginning to get involved in family matters. Equally important, they are starting to display this involvement in their workplaces. She even recalled a recent incident when Mario Marcel, the former governor of the, ba of the Central Bank of Chile and current Minister of Finance, openly excused himself from a meeting, clearly stating that he had to take his child to the dentist. We both agreed that such examples of gender-neutral parenting representations are essential to rebalance family responsibilities between both parents and not just the mother. I also asked Paulina how many more years she thinks Chile, and almost every country in the world, needs to stop including women in the diversity category. Because nowadays, companies have diversity goals and women who make up 50% of the population are still considered part of this group. And currently, this is highly important for companies. And just an example of how important this is, I recently saw a LinkedIn post from BHP discussing their strong quarterly financial results. And among the three reasons they mentioned was the improvement in female hires, with women now constituting 35% of the company. Paulina doesn't have a specific number of years in mind, but she mentioned that we need a generational shift for women to no longer be part of this diversity category. However, she said we can't wait for 40 years or more for this to happen. Changes need to be faster and, if necessary, considering gender quotas, which have yielded positive results in some parts of the world. And then we delved into the questions where Paulina is an expert, specifically on the topic of pension savings. I asked Paulina why pension savings are important, especially for women. I mentioned to Paulina that in Australia, the demographic group experiencing the fastest increase in homelessness consists of women over the age of 50. And this can be partially explained by a lack of or very low pension savings, as we discussed in the previous episode with Dr. Kate Davis from Homelessness New South Wales. And I'm leaving the link to that episode in the description of this one. And these are women who couldn't save for their retirement, who may separate from their partners and for some reason don't receive family support. Perhaps they didn't have children and end up living on the streets. Aquí, cuando uno habla de la palabra ahorro, 
siempre tiene una connotación de muchísimo esfuerzo, ¿cierto? ¿Por qué? Porque para to this, Paulina responded that savings in all its forms are important, and when one talks about savings, it always carries the connotation of significant effort because saving means giving up consumption in the present, as simple as that. Savings are essential because they allow us to even out our consumption during the different stages of our life cycle. However, the Chilean pension system, as well as the Australian, is composed of three pillars. The first one, individual mandatory savings. In Australia, the superannuation guarantee. Second one, voluntary savings. And a third one, which is called in Chile, solidarity pillar, that supports those who couldn't save during the savings phase. And in Australia, this is called the age pension, supported by the government. And even today for women, the savings phase is different from that of men because women still have lower labor force participation rates than men. In Chile and worldwide, this gender gap worsened during the pandemic. In Chile, women's labor force participation is 20 percentage points lower than that of men. And in Australia, it's 10 percentage points lower than men. And the reason for this difference in Chile, Australia, and almost everywhere is that women, more so than men, dedicate themselves to caring for their family members. So if it is well known that women work less because they perform a highly valued role in our society, such as caregiving for others, I asked Paulina how can pension systems compensate women for this significant work. And at least in Chile, Paulina told me that only the solidarity pillar, which is equivalent to the aid pension in Australia, is designed to support women who couldn't save during their working years due to caregiving responsibilities. Paulina also mentioned that in Chile there are other government aids for women, but nothing within the pension system attempting to correct this. And I received a very similar response when I asked her about the retirement pension gap, which in Chile is almost 30%. This means that on average, men receive 30% more than women. And this gap is also similar in Australia. The pension system is not designed to correct this gap. Structural changes are needed to support women to work in similar roles to men for similar duration, which implies that caregiving tasks should be equally shared between men and women. Paulina also mentioned that it is essential to address the ongoing wage gap between men and women with equal qualifications. Then I was naturally curious to find out if there was any country with a pension system that treats women fairly. I asked Paulina if she was aware of such a country, perhaps the Nordic ones, which are often seen as leaders in gender equality. But unfortunately, she confirmed that there is no single country that has fully resolved sí, this issue. No, no tengo claridad eh, exacta de cuáles son los países que tienen las menores brechas entre mujeres. En general, cuando uno va a mirar los CDE, 
Las brechas son bastante similares y, y es como de, desesperanza. But there are some initiatives from other countries that can be imitated. For example, she mentioned that most countries, including Australia, don't have an age difference for retirement as Chile does. In Chile, women can access their retirement savings at the age of 60, while men at the age of 65. And this doesn't make any sense since women also, on average, live five years longer than men. Another initiative to consider is parental leave for men, which exists in Chile, but only 1% of eligible working fathers make use of this benefit. And I understand that in Australia, that figure is near to 12%. And to conclude our interview, I shared with Paulina a personal experience that left a lasting impression on me. And this is not related to pension funds. This is the story. I recently attended an event for women in the investment sector here in Melbourne, where Fiona Trevor Walker, I hope I say in her surname correctly, she is a prominent person in the investment industry, shared her inspiring journey. While she discussed her achievements, challenges and progress, what stood out was her candid discussion of menopause, a topic rarely mentioned in such settings. Fiona highlighted the importance of women openly discussing menopause and wished someone had shared their experiences with her to better prepare. She described the memory lapses, lack of concentration, and other challenges that can accompany this phase of life, noting that some women have even left their careers due to the difficulties of balancing work with menopause. I would like to express my gratitude to Fiona for shedding light on this natural yet often overlooked topic. Menopause is something women don't often talk about, and it is time to change that. And I asked Paulina for her thoughts on whether companies should normalize discussion about women's issues to create a more empathetic work environment. Paulina agreed that addressing women's issues is essential, but she also emphasized the importance of open dialogues on various aspects of diversity and inclusion to create a more inclusive and empathetic workplace we need to engage in conversations about the unique challenges faced by different groups and following this insightful conversation with paulina about chilean pensions funds and their role in supporting women's financial independence i'm on a mission now to bring in an expert to discuss Australian pension funds and their significance in empowering Australian women financially. And that's a wrap for this episode. If you are interested, the full episode in Spanish is also available for your review. And if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to subscribe, share and leave a comment if you liked. See you next time. Bye for now. <laughs>